In our daily Bible reading today, we're going to finish up uh, Paul's letter to his epistle to, uh, uh, to the man Titus, and we're in chapter 3 for today. Boy, Paul's just loaded up a ton of instruction and guidance and direction uh, and teaching about, uh, uh, about the gospel and, and the good news in Christ Jesus, as well as God's direction to us in his law. So he starts out in, in verse 1, he says, he reminds us about authority and God why, why God established authority. The fourth commandment is God's uh, establishment of authority too. It says, honor your father and your mother, but it also speaks, and Luther got this right in his explanation, about all authority. Authority started with mom and dad. God set it up in the um, uh, in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve, and, and he told them what they needed to be doing. He told them to be uh, united to one another. He instituted marriage right there. A man will leave his father and mother, be united to his wife. The two become one flesh. He told him to be fruitful and multiply. He told him to rule over over the earth, um, and and in being parents, then uh, to pass on that authority. And then from that authority comes also other authorities that God's established through government and rulers and all of that. Uh, not that every single person is a God fearing person who fills those roles. Um, not that they're perfect. They they do make mistakes, and we've certainly seen examples of that. Gross mistakes of that. But authority itself is really was established by God from the beginning for our good because of sin it gets out of whack when when we get it right uh, by the grace of God we have peace uh, on on this earth uh, or at least somewhat of an earthly peace and things are better so we're called to be submissive to rulers and authority and notice that for every single one of us God put that authority there on purpose uh, to be obedient to be ready for every good work there's that uh, there's that good work phrase again which is coming up so much in Paul's writings here that we've been reading lately which is a part of what we do. Faith shows itself in its in its good works. What do those works look like? Verse 2, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, to show perfect courtesy towards all people. And then, why do we do that? He reminds us, verse 3, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves of various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. So when we look at our world, we see that uh, in others who don't know God, who aren't in a faith relationship with him, we aren't shown those good works. Uh, why do we do good works? Because we were once doing the same thing and only by the grace of God are we saved. We didn't earn that forgiveness. It's truly a gift from God. Now we want to be good lights. We want to be salt to salt of the earth, be different, be seasoned life, seasoned life by the way we act and, and do and, and reflect Jesus Christ to others. And then he reminds us again, keeps on going by saying, look at the goodness and the loving kindness of God. So notice how our good works and, and the counter kind of life that we live is always motivated by good God's good works, not by his law. His law convicts us. God's law convicts us. We have to admit, hey, we've sinned. We repent. And now having received the grace of God, uh, we we want to live a life that pleases God. So he says, but when the, the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us. Notice it doesn't say he saved us because we were so good or we earned it somehow. It's all based upon the love and mercy of God. He saved us not because of works uh, done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. How does he do that? By the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. I would say that's our baptism he's talking about. So that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. 
what a great synopsis of our um, uh, of our uh, the good news that we have in in Jesus Christ uh, that we've been washed that we've been saved we've been justified and now we're heirs of eternal life wow great summarization he says this saying is trustworthy and I want you to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves here we go again to good works um, what does that mean then? Uh, avoid foolish controversies, he says. Genealogies, ascensions, quarrels among you, for they are unprofitable and worthless. And, and for a person who stirs up division after warning him once or twice, have nothing to do with him. In other words, he's talking about um, uh, not that we um, disavow ourselves from them, but we, we let them know, hey, you've separated yourself from our fellowship. This is, this is a very serious thing. Uh, we're going to separate from you uh, with the prayer that, that you will come back, um, like the prodigal son coming back, like the, uh, the person who repents and comes back because we were to receive you into fellowship. Now we're going to treat you as a mission and, and as someone that we need to reach out to with, uh, with the, uh, the law and the gospel of God so that we can bring you back in. Um, and notice he says, knowing that such a person is warped and simple, he is self-condemned. Um, so that's that's the plan that we take. And then Paul gives, you know, some final instructions and greetings again. Notice he says, verse 14, and let our people learn to devote themselves to, here it is a third time, to good works, uh, so as to help so to help cases of urgent need and not to be unfruitful. We're called to bear fruit in our life. Ends it all by saying, grace be with you all. So God bless you. You just finished another book of the Bible. Uh, not that we that we check it off or, or we say we've done something good, but we are coming to understand God's word more and more. We're seeing the unity of that word. We're seeing the central focus in Jesus Christ. We're seeing we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of repenting to do. We got a lot of getting back to following our Lord. This is all, nothing new. Uh, it's what we've been taught all along. It's what the commandments have taught us too. Uh, but, it, but it always centers around the grace of God in Christ Jesus and how blessed we are and the inheritance that we have. So make the most of today, my friends. God bless you.